0: Greetings, my name is Holly Bellinghurst, I'm a teacher, a private tutor, author of some truly exciting computer science textbooks, a mum of two teens, and also an advocate for fellow disabled, neurodiverse and daring adventurers in my home country of the UK. When I'm not on adventures in the real world, I get to tell stories. So tonight, I'm going to share the legend of Gail of Vogelberg. Gail is a woman who is few things to a great many people. A scourge, a pirate, a slaver. But like all proper stories, we should begin with some context. Gail comes from a long line of successful nobles from the realm state of Vinylhaven. For those of you who haven't been to Vinylhaven, it's an ocean realm of seafarers who live on bleak little islands, soddy wooden slum ports, massive fleet cities like Nailwoke, or the dreary swampish coastal ports that they either took by force or that were handed over by Hellendria to keep them from burning everything to the ground every fourth year or so. The people of Vinalhaven descend from the same dwarf allied humans as the rest of Leonhardt, but they were cheated, they were given the worst land to settle upon, so they set off for the seas. They became fishermen and warriors who, like barnacles against the tide, grew accustomed to attacks from elves, fish folk, sirens and every other imaginable hell that the aquatic depths had to offer worshipping the titanic twin gods of the seas and storm, Neldich and Eildich, Under the guidance of the storm god we learned to harness the wind and through offerings to the sunken god we avoided the wrath of the divine leviathans and grew into our own seafaring people Thinnelhaven became synonymous with trusted wooden ships of all sizes, from fishing vessels to the aforementioned floating cities comprised of countless tall ships strung together with knotted rope, cleat and gangplank. The struggling fish folk became masters of the waves, coastal traders, raiders, essentially legal pirates, and, importantly, a buffer between the realms and the brunt of the elven fleets. Also, we make really good coffee. Now, it was among these people that the Vogelberg family lived and grew, commanding a small fleet of ships. Vogelberg translates roughly to Bird of the Mountain, from which a number of apt metaphors are derived. Their unshakable faith in their abilities, their stalwart leadership, their keen eye for a glimmering opportunity. And it was in the modern era that one such Vogelberg was born, a girl named Gail. The name Gail roughly translates to stranger, and yes, she in fact became a stranger to her family at a young age after a certain, um, incident. Gail, you see, was born with a cruelty within her, common among those families who rely on taking from others to survive, and she was fond of following her father on his more eventful business trips. It was on one such outing that she and her father were unsurprisingly attacked by a band of merchants they were looking to purchase illicit goods from. The girl who was just a teenager saw her father fall, bloodied and broken, suffering God by iron tools of pain wrought to bear with callous efficiency. And in response, she unleashed the sum of her anger onto the offenders. None of them would speak of that night again, or in fact, at all. Gail was a mix of repressed emotions and resentment over the coming weeks, and as her father fell deeper into the bottle, she was ultimately pushed to rebel. That is, more than most teenagers of her age. And what a mutiny it was. She, Gail Vogelberg, daughter of the Admiral, took her rightful place at the head of her father's fleet before she turned 17. She brought all the captains under her together, planned for glorious raids to the south, loaded ships with iron chains empty crates and cold steel but her unexpected rise was not without grumblings from the other captains and before they reached their destination she was betrayed by someone far older and far less ambitious but the great sunken god does not easily forget those who give plentifully and gail's ship escaped her former fleet seemingly never to be heard from again however In the two decades that have passed since, Gale has become infamous, leaving fear and sorrow in her wake in equal parts. But a pirate's life is not one to envy. It's a life filled with death and bad drinks and creative disfiguration. The kindnesses inflicted upon those who Gale captures, often in the pursuit of riches, revenge or ransom, have earned her an uneven mix of fear and respect within every port even among those visited by her family's former fleet. Beyond Vinarhaven's waters, numerous bounties scream murderously for her pale complexion to rot within a cold barren cell. In the Darklands, in almost all of the various elvish nations in the Azure Kingdom, and even within the capital realm of Halandria, though she's made far too many friends and is far too cunning to fall for the poorly crafted plots that almost seem to act like guide markers for her adventures. Tales of Gale's near legendary victories have travelled far over the wind and seas, aided by ale and sails. However, the receipt of a particular letter last month has greatly shifted her disposition. If the corpses of her former lovers and, if the rumours are true, the children she's abandoned, could collectively attest to anything, it would be that Gail has never been known to let her emotions influence her. At least, until now. She suddenly become hyper-focused, manic even, obsessed with rumours surrounding a very particular man, said to be under the employ of Sir Percival of House Fife, Glom of House Vogelberg.